Hey, uh... Oh my god, you sound absolutely pelatic! <laughs> Happy Pride! Here, my boss is being an absolute prick. Oh, fuck. I thought he was coming in there for a sec. Ah, he's been a donkey and making me stay back and hook up the last kegs, so I won't be in till well after 12. I don't know. One at the earliest, I'd say. Yeah, he knows I'm gay. He just doesn't care. Look, I'll text you later when I'm on the way. I'm not sad to miss the early mania at the George anyway. I'll see you later. Can't wait first Pride fuck yes! Welcome back. My name is Nick and this is the Prospect 57 podcast. In the last episode, we addressed the attack that happened on the night of Pride. A young man was found on Capel Street bruised and bleeding after being attacked and dumped miles away from where the assault actually happened. We know that the attacker was the owner of the bar that I work at, Gary. That he intended on painting this as a hate crime and he blames me entirely for his own beating on James, my friend and co-worker. This isn't my fault. This is on you. He was just there in his full fucking get-up. A lot of you are all the same. You did this. Thinking I don't know what you've been at with whore. Dear old Gary has let himself believe that my escapades with his wife Ellen has driven him to take out an umbrella attack on the very next gay in the vicinity. James. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I firmly believe that we alone are responsible for our own actions. The only exception being the imperious curse from Harry Potter. Maybe. But I didn't get my Hogwarts letters. Let's just call a spade a spade and say that shit ain't real anyway. After talking to Gary the night of the attack, I seemed to be the only person who knew that Gary was the one who put James in hospital. The next person who had to know was his brother, Aaron. Aaron has never been a particular fan of Gary. We finished around 12. I'm not closing tonight so I can come and get you and have a drink until you're finished. Alright. Sinead's in Wexford for weekends so you can stay in mine. Good stuff. Okay, see you later. That arsehole's coming over and he'll rip into me all day if you're here for much longer. Bye. Well, if he gets one of them, shouldn't I? <laughs> I'm the manager. I can give you far more the barman ever could. Piss off, Gary. Not really, I could There's more to me than just money and good looks, darling. Come out well. I'll show you a good time. Fuck off, Gary. That's not funny what you're playing at. It's only a joke. Take it easy. Only a rag or something. And he's spoken like a real misogynistic creep. Go on, Lucy. I'll see you later. Yeah, go on, Lucy. I'll, I'll catch you out the walking. You can make a decision then. <laughs> Just because your wife is getting it off with someone else doesn't mean everyone's missus wants to, Gary. You impotent fuck. Leave my girlfriend alone. What the fuck you just say to me? Let go of me, Gary. People are staring. Yeah, I didn't think so, you little prick. Give me phone back, Gary, you baldy goon. No, you can have it back when you're finished your shift at three. I finished at twelve tonight. Oh, well, not any fucking more, no. You'd think that Gary would have some redeeming qualities. And believe me, I've tried to find something to back that up. 
but in the hordes of tapes I now keep in my room, I just haven't found a shred of evidence to solidify that. There's just no way of spinning an evil prick in a good light. It might make things more interesting for the purpose of this podcast, but I'm yet to come across a tape where he's sharing a kind word with the staff or any evidence of humanity at all. I'm also doing all I can to remember the night of pride, straining to piece the puzzle together and get a more definite time frame for the events that took place. Nick, we've out of the way for fuck's sake. Nick, have you seen James? Has he called you or anything? No. Isn't he meant to be going to the George tonight? Has he changed his mind? No, his mate's just called me there saying he hasn't arrived yet. He must be still doing his makeup or something. Or else Gary still hasn't let him go. Here, if we don't hear from him in the next hour, we'll go to the bar and scream at Gary till he lets him go. Yeah, yeah, grand. Drink? Drink! Yo! That was before I'd gotten a text from Gary pinning this whole fiasco on me. Before Aaron had gone to Workman's. I wonder, if we just gone to the bar at that point, would we have gotten there in time to prevent anything happening or at least catch a mid-attack? I, I can't get myself caught up in those thoughts. I'll drive myself nuts. Gary's most likely going to hurt someone at some point. No one could have stopped him. Aaron had the same feeling as I do now only a week or two ago. I caught him in deep discussion with Monica about Gary's temper and how he handles himself around the customers. He's like a caged animal. We prod him with a stick every now and again and barely get away with just a scrape. James was just the unlucky one who got him riled up enough to break free and cause serious damage. You can't be serious. Honey, Gary is all talk. He likes to put a little fright into you now and again to keep his superiority in place. Nah, Monica, it was actually scary this time when he grabbed me. Different. How can you be okay with that? I'm sure it wasn't that bad. He was messing around or something. He took me by the throat like I was a child he was bullying in the playground. If you do that to me, yeah? Imagine what he'd do to someone you can really take. I can see him going for someone. He wouldn't hurt any of us on purpose. Don't say that. It's just a matter of time. That's all I'm saying. No, it's not. He wouldn't. Stop talking like that, Aaron, please. Aaron's not the only one to think so either. I spoke to Jess and Neve, our part-timers, as well as our security guard, Vanya, about Gary's temper. The amount of times he's moved me out of the way in the bar, like I'm a sack of shit, you wouldn't put it past him. Haven't you seen the way he grabs at some of the younger lads who come in here? Wild rough. And he had a go at Vanya before, didn't he? I mean, he had a bit of go. He comes up to about my nipples, so once he was closer to me, I think he realised the height difference and let it go. But yeah, he did try. I usually just laugh it off. He's a bit pathetic when he's drunk. He was drunk when he went for you, was he? I don't even know if you'd call it drunk. What is it that uh, James says when he's out of it? Um, Polatic, yeah. More like Polatic. Why are you asking us this anyway? Has Gary said something? Because I stopped him. I hope he's not saying anything about me now. Sorry, what? You're not? No, it doesn't matter. What? Nothing. The way that conversation ended stuck in my head a little bit. 
Jess seemed pretty shaken and weird. So I think I'll be going back to her in a while. I met up with Aaron a few days ago to tell him everything that I knew. To say I was nervous is an understatement. I was more scared than a teenager taking her first pregnancy test. Mostly because Aaron was the person who introduced James to Gary and brought him into the poisonous environment of Prospect. I was worried he'd blame himself for the attack. And me if he understood Gary's twisted version of events that puts me in the driving seat for the assault. That somehow I had tipped him over the edge resulting in James's beating. I decided to bring along my recording equipment for you to hear how he took it. And maybe as an insurance for my own safety if he did in fact agree with Gary. What is all that? What have you got all that stuff with you for? It's so I've got evidence of everything. So you're recording everything now, not just our workplace? Just everything I think will come in useful in the future. Right. Look, Aaron, I, uh, I didn't think I'd be this nervous. I know who attacked James. What? Nick, what are you talking? It was Gary. Aaron, Gary did it. The night of pride. Gary? Sorry, man, like I... I called him after he'd done it and all. You fucking... What? No. Gary likes James. I know he does. It's... He... He texted me that night. After he'd left. He texted me saying that he'd hurt a lad and that it was my fault. Here. Look. I I don't believe this. No, I mean... Fucking hell, my brother is is unconscious. He he might not wake up for fuck's sake. He could have killed him. and, And why... Because of you? What have you got to... It's... You and Ellen. You two. It... It's because of you two that he's in the state he's in. Oh my God, Nick, I told you. I told you nothing good would come from you two messing around with Gary, the type of man that he is. I know, Aaron. I'm sorry, I swear. I'm going to make this right. I can't change how Gary is. Like, we couldn't have stopped this, but we'll make sure he doesn't get away with it. Oh, no. Fuck this, I don't understand. Why James? The poor bastard. The poor, poor bastard. Do you know how hard it is to see him that way? To see what that prick did to him? My little brother, bandaged up so much you'd barely know it was him. Fuck. I want to punch something. In the face. I don't don't know if I've ever been this angry. Just the thought of that evil bastard hurting him. Hurting James. James! Do you know cockroaches? Do you know the way the little fuckers survive anything? Fires, villages ripped down, the Twin Towers fell, and there was probably still cockroaches fucking crawling around out of ground zero. That's Gary. That evil prick. He'll go on living his life, he'll have success and money and his wife, and there probably won't be a day where he thinks of what he's done. And I'm going to spend my life trying to get James through this, and it's not even like he had it easy in the first place. He's been through enough. But see me, I'm going to wait. I'm going to work in that bar. I'll crack jokes. I'll sit and watch another year, maybe more. And then I'll... 
Those bandages. Do you know what they're covering? He scraped the glitter off my brother's face. I'm going to tear Gary Tyrrell's life apart until he's nothing. No wife, no bar, no reason. When I'm finished with him, there won't be one day goes by when he doesn't regret what he did to my brother. Do you want to get a point? Now that Aaron knows, there was nothing else to do but to wait for James to wake up. I have gathered a staggering amount of footage from the bar. It's hard to keep track of sometimes, but last night I came across a tape I hadn't listened to yet, on top of the many others, that I've marked Jess's shift. Remember Jess earlier? She seemed very off and odd when I was asking about Gary's aggression towards the staff. Why are you asking us this anyway? Has Gary said something? Because I stopped him. I hope he's not saying anything about me now. Sorry, what? You're not? No, it doesn't matter. What? Nothing. Well, I've come to think this tape may give a few answers to that. Jess was alone on that shift with Gary. And I bet anything something happened that night. I'm going to play it now. I'll be hearing everything along with you for the first time. For Jess's sake. I hope it's just her cleaning for 20 minutes. Nice. Thanks for coming. Take care. Get home safe. Gary, you scared me. I thought I was the only one left. Ellen said I was locking up tonight after she let James go home sick. Oh, she was doing some work in the office the last track of time. All right. Well, I'll just wipe down the taps and bring out the bins then. No, don't. Sit down and have a drink. Nick's opening up in the morning. Leave her to do that. Oh, no, it's it's fine. I, I don't mind doing it. It's... Yeah, well, I do. Sit down. What do you want? Just a Coke. Don't really feel like drinking. I'm not going out or anything. Well, I'm pouring you a rum and coke. Nightcap. Go on, I won't kill you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Well, do you like working here? Yeah, loads. Do you not think I do? I do. I just wanted to make sure, you know. You're one of my favourites. I wouldn't want to see you unhappy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thanks. Well, I like it here, so... Mm. Good. Come here to me, will you? Excuse me? I said, come here to me. You're gorgeous. I've always liked you. Uh... Gary... Oh, fucking Christ! Yes? James woke up. Really? I'm on my way to you now. I'll be there in a sec. Okay. I'll be out front. Hey. Hey, thank fuck you live close to the hospital. Yeah, I know. Right now, we're on our way to the hospital. 
will be the first to talk to him before the police, before anyone else can get to him. What are you doing? Recording, you dope. Right. Where was I? Oh, yeah. I don't mind hospitals too much. They don't give me the sombre feeling I think they give a lot of other people. But the smell I don't like. Chloroform and sadness. It's like the walls are washed with the tears of the people who visit. It's kind of disturbing. Jesus Christ. I'm setting the tone, Aaron. Anyway, right. We're pulling up to it now. There's a few people with gowns and fluffy dressing robes on smoking in the front of the building. This is it here. I'll just play it outside for a minute. You go in first. All right, Roisin Ingle. I can see through the blinds covering the window. If his name wasn't on this door, I wouldn't know that was James. His mop of hair is coming up in tufts in between the plaster bandages wrapped tightly around his head. One of his eyes looks like an ostrich egg. Little glints of lights are shining off his barney-coloured face. I can only assume that's glitter clinging on from the night of pride. Want to come in? Yeah, sure. Oh, fucking Christ, James. It's not that bad, is it? I mean, I might look a bit more rough and tumble now, you know? I'll definitely pull more if I've got a few scars. You, you look fine, considering. Are you fucking kidding me? He looks like baby bop gone wrong. Oh, fucking Jesus, that prick, that fucking prick. He's not told to be sensitive around me or something. You're probably not meant to be talking that much. I've been passed out for four days. Bit of talking won't hurt. How do you feel? Like my organs are trying to escape my body. Apart from that... Rather relaxed. James, do you remember anything from that night? You mean, do I know who done it? It was Gary. I know. Are you going to report him? I haven't thought that far ahead, to be honest. Can you tell us what happened? It's a bit foggy. I can try. I was downstairs in the bathroom, getting ready for Pride. Downstairs, I could hear glasses clinking. I thought I was alone, but I wasn't. I checked myself in the mirror. The glitter spread across my cheeks. You know, the colours of the pride flag. I even took a selfie. Me in the brass frame of the mirror. I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah, it was gas. And then? I go upstairs to get my boots. There's a change in the playlist. I love this song. Gary's sitting at the bar, hunched. It's half dark. He watches me the whole way from the door to the booth. I make an awkward joke, something about gays being attracted to shiny things like magpies. He doesn't laugh. I feel his eyes on me. Reach under to get my bag, turn around and he's there. I try to ask him if he's okay, but the words don't come out. The vodka on his breath hits my face. And he looks through me like he's never seen me before. 
He holds up Ellen's Fuck. phone. His hands are shaking and says, Do you Fuck. know about this? And you know the way he looks at me sometimes. The way he can go through me. What? This was nothing like that. What? Fuck. This was cold hatred. I was fucking Fuck. terrified. Yeah. Yeah? Then I hit the ground. There was just pain. Sore everywhere. It wasn't a beating. It was like an animal. Scratching and tearing out of me like... He wanted to rip me apart from the outside in. I was in and out. I remember hearing Monica's voice. She was scared too. They moved me. I heard doors in the car. Wait. Monica was there? Did you try and stop him? Was she there the whole time? Did you see her? I don't know. Don't think so. Did she help move you? I can't believe. Maybe she did. I don't remember at all. But James, this is important. Try. Try and remember. I can't, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's all I've got. That's enough. But Shut that thing off before I break it. Aaron, I only I want... don't care, Nick. Leave it. Please. That's all I got for you this time. We've a lot of weird stuff popping up all over the place. What happened with Jess and Gary in the bar that night? Did he hurt her? Or is she covering up for something she's ashamed of? And that angel Monica was there the whole time. Doesn't look very angelic to me anymore. She's next on the hit list. Monica, you're getting your arse shown here on the Prospect 57 podcast next time. I've been Nick. Stay tuned, folks. A young man was found on Cable Street early this morning in the midst Prospect of Prospect has its secrets. Who the fuck you think you are, you little dyke bitch? Oh, sorry, I just can't live with myself if I let this go. What's all this about recordings, Nick? What the fuck have you been playing at? <laughs> I've been Nick. Stay tuned, folks. The Prospect 57 podcast is brought to you by the Headstuff Podcast Network in association with Queer Moon Productions. Prospect 57 is recorded in Dublin City Centre, mixed and edited by Taz Kelleher, produced by Taz Kelleher, and the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you like Prospect 57, tune in to the next episode. The Manager. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 